in-depth conversations, matchup breakdowns, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. Steelers and Dolphins on Sunday. We got a trade in the NFL to get into. I'm Adam Crowley. Hit me up on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. You can join the cast of dozens there. And you know how to get involved on the phones at 412-928-9370. You give me a ring, I'll put you right on the air. We'll get into a trade that happened overnight in the NFL and how that may relate to the Pittsburgh Steelers. But first, Kenny Pickett, he practiced the last two days. Should he play on Sunday? Suffered a concussion last week. Keyshawn Johnson, terrible morning show they do on ESPN. Just a side note, just awful. But Keyshawn, an opinionated man, former player in the NFL, he doesn't think Kenny Pickett should play. All it takes is a little simple thump here, thump there. So when I look at it, I'm like, why are they really trying to put him on the field right now, even though he was medically cleared? All it takes is, you know, this RPO. He pulls it out. He decides he's going to run it or some backside thing comes or he gets hit. That's all I'm saying. Even though he was medically cleared is the, I think, operative phrase there. Hello, Kenny Pickett was cleared to play. Kenny Pickett was cleared to play in practice before Mike Tomlin spoke on Tuesday because Mike Tomlin told us Kenny Pickett was going to practice on Wednesday. He then practiced on Wednesday. He then practiced yesterday. Kenny Pickett's on track to play in this game on Sunday because he's cleared every step of the concussion protocol so far. So when Keyshawn Johnson says, oh, I don't know if it's a good idea for him to go out there, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Keyshawn was a good player, a loud player. Keyshawn, I think, is good on the radio, smart guy, opinionated guy. I just think he's totally off the mark on this one. Tua Tungavailoa, he has the back injury that we find out was a concussion. He then suffers another concussion on top of the concussion he was already suffering from because the protocols failed him. I would understand if you want to talk about Tua and being careful with Tua. Kenny Pickett hit his head on the turf. He's removed from the game. Clear before Mike Tomlin speaks on Tuesday. Why wouldn't you play Kenny Pickett on Sunday? Yes, he's your franchise quarterback, and yes, you want to protect those guys, but if I'm Mike Tomlin, I just do what the doctor says. And I think that that's the way that NFL teams should operate. I realize doctors make mistakes. So do coaches. So do players. Yes, we're all human beings. So do radio hosts. I make mistakes. I spill coffee on the board sometimes. We all do stupid stuff. But if doctors, especially here in Pittsburgh, where we know about concussions, if a doctor clears you, you play. So anybody saying otherwise, I think, is out to lunch on this one. Matt Canada, Steelers offensive coordinator, he talked about this yesterday. He talked about Kenny Pickett. Is he healthy? We're going based on how things are told to us. We'll, we'll function accordingly, and everything's been all clear and all go, so we're functioning that way. I'm taking the normal steps you would take in this situation. Okay, that's fine. I'm totally on board with that. Kenny Pickett's cleared. Kenny Pickett should play. Kenny's continuing to, to make plays. He does a lot of great things. There's going to be ebbs and flows in, in our game as, a, as an offense that's evolving, and, but I think that position gets too much credit and too much blame, and obviously it's a pivotal position, but it's not always just Kenny, good or bad. So he should play. He's going to play. We know this. 
The real question then is, how do you utilize Kenny Pickett? Because Kenny Pickett in his first game, there's a couple of QB sneaks. There was another rushing touchdown. Kenny Pickett, the only rookie quarterback ever in his debut to rush for a couple of scores. He likes to use his legs. We all saw the fake slide in the ACC championship last year. Kenny Pickett's an athletic guy. Part of his game, part of what made him a first-round pick, the first quarterback off the board to the Pittsburgh Steelers, is because in today's league, you want a guy who can move around. Kenny Pickett can move around. He's going to play in this game. Do you allow him to have his full arsenal at his disposal? Do you allow him to use his legs? Do you still call some design runs, RPOs, things of that nature, which I think they could do more of with Kenny Pickett? My answer to all those questions is, again, yes, he's been medically cleared. Kenny Pickett suffered a concussion on Sunday. By Tuesday, Mike Tomlin felt comfortable enough to say that guy's going to practice on Wednesday. He then practiced Wednesday. He practiced Thursday. He's going to practice today unless there's a setback. If there's a setback, this is all moot. But if he continues to follow protocol and pass protocol with flying colors the way that we understand that he has, you let Kenny Pickett go out there and play quarterback the way that Kenny Pickett knows how to play quarterback. And this just in, if Matt Canada told him, no, you can't run, Kenny Pickett's running anyway because that's the kind of guy Kenny Pickett is. So for me, no holds bar. Kenny Pickett's your starting quarterback on Sunday, and you allow him to play the game the way that he plays the game. And if there was ever a conversation about, well, Kenny should play, but we can't let him run, then you don't play Kenny Pickett. Then you play Mitch Trubisky. He either plays and plays like Kenny or he doesn't play because you can't hamstring your offense that way. The hit that Kenny Pickett took on Sunday, it didn't look all that bad watching. It didn't look like the second hit that Tua had, right? But you just never know. Sometimes a hit looks violent and there's no concussion. A hit looks innocuous and there is a concussion. Go with the doctors. If the doctors clear Kenny Pickett to play, especially given the climate that there is in the NFL right now, you play him. If there was ever a time to treat a player with kid gloves, to proceed with caution, it would be now. And so I would imagine that the Steelers doctors and the independent neurologists and everyone who's got a hand in the pile here, I would think they're treating Kenny Pickett with kid gloves. Same kind of gloves Kenny Pickett wears because his hands are so small. And so I would imagine, yeah, if he's passed the protocol, even with this extra layer of scrutiny, he's fine. Proceed as normal with Kenny Pickett. If Kenny Pickett's cleared to play, he plays. If Tua is cleared to play, he plays. Now, what happened with Tua was he suffered a concussion when they all thought it was a back injury and they didn't follow the protocol the way that it was supposed to be followed. That's what happened there. It's not what I thought happened initially, but they fired the independent neurologist. Anytime a guy loses balance, you have to review the video. They didn't review the video. The reason Tua's second concussion was so bad and he had that fencing reaction where his hands got all mangled and nasty and he, he, it was gruesome to watch is because he hadn't fully recovered from the first concussion, but they didn't know he even had the concussion, and thus it was compounding. This is my rudimentary understanding. I also not a doctor. Kenny Pickett, they know, suffered a concussion on Sunday, and they know he's moved past it, and therefore, you're not worried about that fencing response because he's, in their mind, recovered from that concussion already. Doctors cleared him, he plays. Up next, a trade late last night. Maybe it was late. I don't know exactly what time it went down. I went to bed at 7.30. 
wake up at 2.45 on Friday. But a trade went down in the NFL last night, and there's a way to spin it locally with the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll do that next. Steelers-Dolphins big one on Sunday. Matchup breakdown. Analysts on every game. Everything a Steelers fan could want. This is fourth down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. Football Friday, baby. Steelers and Dolphins on Sunday. It's a big one. If you look at the second half schedule for Pittsburgh, if the Steelers find a way to get to three and four by beating Miami. It's not a guarantee or anything that they make the playoffs, but they're going to have a shot. What I've been saying the whole time is you get to the bye at three and five. Let's say you win this one, lose to Philadelphia. You'd have picked up a conference win against Miami, but then you got the Raiders on the backside. You got Carolina just made a trade. We'll get to that in a moment on the other side. That's not a good football team. They are bad, bad. You got all your division rivals. You know what you do in those games? You throw the records out. The Steelers have a shot if they win this game against Miami. It's a massive, massive game. I don't see them going into Philadelphia and winning that one. So you got to get this one. Better Steelers teams than this one, significantly better Steelers teams than this one, have gone into Philadelphia and lost. 2017, the Steelers got blown out by Philadelphia. That was a really good Steelers team. They got blown out. 08, Steelers win the Super Bowl. Ben Roethlisberger got sacked nine times in Philly. None of the same Steelers on these teams. None of the same Eagles on these teams. But you get the point. It's a tough place to play. Philadelphia is one of, if not the best team in football. You got to win this one against Miami. You want a shot at the playoffs? You got to get it. And I think they got a shot. I'll give you my prediction coming up in the final segment of the show. Trade last night. Christian McCaffrey goes from the Carolina Panthers to the San Francisco 49ers. The Panthers receive a second-round pick, third-round pick, and fourth-round pick in this upcoming draft, and then a fifth-round pick in the following year. You just should never, ever draft a running back in the first round. I said it at the time before the Steelers took Najee Harris. What are you doing? You want to run the ball better. That's the edict from above. Art Rooney II had been saying it for a couple of offseasons. You got to run the ball, got to run the ball, got to run the ball. And so the Steelers scouting department, Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, put their heads together and they said, okay, let's draft a running back. Well, you're not going to be able to run it if you've got a bad offensive line. Not to mention running backs have short shelf lives. You got Frank Gore, and then there's everybody else where you're going to reach your pinnacle and then you become a diminishing asset around year five. I would never draft a running back in the first round. Saquon Barkley, you're seeing what he's doing this year with the New York Giants. He is a difference maker. He is a stud. But he's so rarely been on the field that this is really, apart from his rookie season, the only time he's been able to make an impact. Christian McCaffrey, who just got traded. First three years in the league, Played every game. 16, 16, 16. Last three years combined, he's played 16 games. He's a difference maker. Catching the ball, running the ball, 
He's the guy that if you were playing the Panthers, you circled and said, we got to stop this guy. Except more often than not the last three years, he wasn't on the field. And we're talking about a superstar caliber running back. I wouldn't even have drafted Christian McCaffrey. I wouldn't even have drafted Saquon Barkley. And those guys are significantly better than Najee Harris. The Steelers aired terribly when they picked that guy. Najee Harris was good last year. He's been awful this year. And you can say, well, injury is the reason why. He's been playing with a steel plate in his foot or in his shoe. Okay. Running backs get hurt. Everyone gets hurt in the NFL. It is football after all. But running backs always get hurt. That's the one position where you know, okay, you got to have a good backup. Steelers don't subscribe to this, but every other team in the league does. You got to have a good backup because these dudes get injured. You talk about it in fantasy football. Christian McCaffrey, you drafted him. Well, you better get Foreman because you got to handcuff him. You always got to handcuff running back. You never hear somebody say, well, you better handcuff Aaron Rodgers. You better make sure you got Jordan Love, too, in case Rodgers gets hurt. No. Running backs, you do. Why? Because they always get friggin' hurt. And even if they don't, you got them for five years. Whereas if I'm making a first-round pick, I want a guy who could be here for 10 years. I want David DeCastro. I want Marquise Pouncey. Carolina gave up now on Christian McCaffrey. Yes, they got a good return. There's no disputing that. I can't believe the 49ers did this. The 49ers are a perfect example of why you don't take a running back in the first round, and now they've given up all these draft picks for Christian McCaffrey. I don't understand. They've had success with Breida. They've had success with a whole bunch of other guys. You could never pick a 49ers running back in fantasy because every other week there's a different dude who's getting 125 yards on the ground. They've almost been the perfect example of why you don't take a running back in the first round because if your scheme and your line's good enough, you can run with anybody. So I don't understand why they made this trade. But Carolina, they've now given up on Christian McCaffrey. He's expendable because he's a running back. So the Steelers aired in picking Najee Harris in the first place. I said it at the time. I've been proven right this season by the way that Najee Harris has played. And let's pretend that Najee was healthy. Last year he was good. Was he a top 10 running back? No. And if I'm drafting a guy in the first round at that position, I want a star. He ain't a star. Le'Veon Bell, by the way, a second-round pick. Hmm. Most talented running back, arguably, in Steelers history. If he had stuck around, I thought he was on track for the Hall of Fame. That's how explosive and good that guy was. Second-round pick. Alvin Kamara, third-round pick. Derrick Henry, second-round pick. You look around the league, you think about good running backs. Yeah, Saquon Barkley's tearing it up right now. He's been injured most of his career. Christian McCaffrey, injured most of his career. First-round picks. I have no problem picking a running back in the second round, third round. No problem. You can get good production from those guys. But a first-round pick you need to hit on, and you need that guy to be around for a decade. You need longevity. And you're not going to get that most times with a running back. We talk about rebuild with the Steelers. Are they rebuilding? Are they not rebuilding? Isn't this just cyclical? They stink right now because everyone at some point needs to stink in the NFL. The reason they stink right now, the reason they're two and four, is because they've drafted poorly. Period. 
take an offensive lineman instead of Najee Harris. Take an offensive lineman, and I think Pat Frymuth's a good player instead of Pat Frymuth. Creed Humphrey was right there for you. One of the good centers in football. Could have had him. Nope. Let's take a luxury pick at tight end. Steelers are where they are because they've drafted poorly, and it all starts, really, to me, with that Najee Harris pick. Just an awful decision on their part. Najee Harris went healthy, ain't even that guy. 412-928-9370. You can tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Matt Canada talked about Najee Harris. You look at Najee's health, he was out in camp, coming along, now he's coming. And so you saw him being a little bit more downhill, a little more decisive. The production's not where we want it. we got to keep getting it better. But, yeah, I think you saw him playing more decisive. Matt Canada takes a lot of heat for how bad the Steelers' offense has been this year, and rightly so. Mitch Trubisky was taking a bunch of heat early for the way that the Steelers' offense played, and I think rightly so. But maybe the biggest issue on the Steelers' offense is that they thought they were going to be a ground-and-pound team, run the football, control the clock, and they can't because Najee Harris ain't good enough. Again, he's hurt. I understand. But the other thing that ties into that is Mike Tomlin, after Najee Harris suffered a Liz Frank injury, thought it smart to play that guy in game number three of the preseason. Yep, got to get Najee some burn. I think that's coaching malpractice. What he meant means to this organization. How you want to build the offense around him. And you're going to put him out there in a meaningless game while he was still hurt. And clearly they screwed that up because, again, Najee Harris has been playing with a steel plate in his foot up until last week. They bungled it at the draft. They bungled it with the way that they utilized him in the preseason. The way that they haven't folded Jalen Warren more into the game plan to give Najee Harris some time to recover. They screwed the whole thing up at running back. And the offense is one of the worst in the NFL, and the rushing attack might be the worst in the NFL. I've got my prediction for Steelers and Dolphins next. What happens if they win? What happens if they lose? I'll tell you. Matchup breakdown. Analysts on every game. Everything a Steelers fan could want. This is fourth down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. So I've been told that the Wisconsin women's volleyball team they won a match and they celebrated by taking topless photos in their locker room and now those photos have made it out on the social media boy whoever leaked that that's no good where are they reddit they might be on reddit don't go there if you're don't look for that stuff One time I celebrated winning a crew race by jumping in a lake. If you want those pictures, I can tweet them out. Steelers and Dolphins on Sunday. Steelers a touchdown dog. Now, I was talking to a gambling expert yesterday. He's not a guy that comes on the fan morning show, so I'm not going to give him a, a plug. But he told me that in his mind, 
You never, ever bet on a team with a quarterback who missed a game and is coming back from concussion. Now, Kenny Pickett coming back from concussion didn't miss a game, didn't miss a practice. But a quarterback who missed a game is coming off a concussion, he said, never, ever, ever bet on that team. Tyree kills fast. That whole offense is fast. I think it's a matchup nightmare for the Steelers' defense. Steelers' defense played well last week. But that offensive line for Tampa Bay, just a patchwork job. And I think the Steelers were able to get enough pressure on Brady to make him get rid of the football before he wanted to, to rattle his cage a little bit. And then you had a bunch of try-hard guys on the back end. Akella Witherspoon, for all his length and the measurables, he ain't fast. Levi Wallace is a try-hard guy. He ain't a measurable guy. He ain't a speed guy. Cam Sutton, eh. I'd play him more on the outside in this game. I think he gives him a better shot. But the speed of Miami, and, and schematically they're so sound, that's what worries me. But I don't expect Tua to be sharp. I don't expect him to be on the top of his game. How could he be? And you do wonder, is he going to be a little shaky in the pocket? Is he going to be worried because he doesn't want to suffer another concussion? Because he knows what that feels like. I do wonder that. He might be gun shy. He might not play at the top of his game. I said it last week. It's time to double down. I said if the Steelers beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're going to beat the Miami Dolphins. Well, they beat Tampa. I think they win this game. Mike Tomlin's got this team circling the wagons, baby. Time to stack wins. I don't think this Miami team is in a place where they're playing their best football, obviously, without Tua, that matters. But they've lost three in a row after that three-game winning streak. I think Miami, by the end of the year, is going to have something to say. I think they're a good football team. But I don't think they get Tua back and hit on all cylinders. I think the Steelers go in there. Their offense showed some life, albeit with Mitch Trubisky in the second half. The defense played the best game they played since the opener. I think Pittsburgh's playing their best football. Not that it's great, but their best football. I think they go into Miami and get that victory. There's also a chance, by the way, the Steelers are in first place in the AFC North when this weekend's over. Cincinnati's playing Atlanta. Atlanta, no pushover. They can run the ball. They're a good scheme. They're tough to stop. And then you've got Cleveland taking on Baltimore. And both teams have blown leads. That's an interesting one. I think Baltimore probably wins, but on Monday, the Steelers could be in first place in the AFC North.